podcast episode of Max Musings, where I discuss my love of writing. The podcast is usually divided into three parts, an interview with another writer, a discussion of my writing routine, and a reading from one of my short stories. The podcast is hosted on WCTV.org in Wilmington, Massachusetts, and is about 20 minutes in length with a new episode each month. This month, however, I will concentrate on an author interview with Ed Rayner, who has written a book entitled The Colonel and the Vicar. It's a historical nonfiction novel about the Civil War and Ed's ancestral connection. And I met him at an author fair up in North Andover at the Osgood Estate. Uh, was very fortuitous because I met a lot of other authors uh, at the same time, and we have uh, become uh, acquaintances. Good morning, Ed. How you doing, Mark? Very good. So I have a couple of cameras going in the background, so I'm trying to tape this video-wise as well as uh, uh, do an audio show here for my podcast. Let's uh, get started by saying, how did you... Uh, get interested in uh, writing this book that you have written? Well, this particular book uh, grew out of my interest in ancestry. Um, great, great. It, yeah. the, the book is about uh, the two characters. One uh, is my great-great-granduncle, uh, Henry, Henry Martin Tremlett. He was, he's in the 20th Massachusetts uh, Volunteer Regiment. That's interesting, yes. The other is also related to me. Uh, these, are, these are distant relatives, granted. The, uh, the other relative is uh, Francis William Tremlett. He's something like, he's my first cousin, but he's like four times removed or something like that. Oh, boy. But uh, Henry and Francis were first cousins to each other, so they were like in the same generation. They were on opposite sides of the Civil War. Henry, as I said, was an officer in the Union Army. Francis, uh, as I like to call him, Father Frank, uh, <laughs> he... He was an Anglican priest who, uh, from London, uh, started a church there and became the foremost collaborator with the Confederacy. Oh, my God. Operated yes. Spy Central. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's interesting about uh, the CIA today, and now we have, uh, go back a couple of hundred years, we had... There were always agents, <laughs> as they spy. called them, but yeah. they were spies. Spy agencies, yes. <laughs> So that was great, yeah. So how, what happened next? Between the two of them? Yes. Well, yes. the book follows them through their lives. The most uh, significant overlap is obviously during the war, but it covers all of them. through. It covers all of their lives, both of their lives, from start to finish. In the case of, of Henry, we have a, an officer in the Army that went through significant battles and survived the entire war. Now, how did you find that out? How did you find that uh, information like that? Well, the thing is, is when you, whenever you write historical nonfiction, which is what this is, it involves a tremendous amount of research. Wow, yes. And some stuff is online, but you have to hoof it a lot to different locations. For me, a lot of the information came out of the Boston Public Library New England Historical Association. You know, if you look at the back of the book where all of the 
the footnotes in our, our and so forth kind of like gives you an idea of what the research entailed. How, re- how receptive are the historical society to uh, you, and how do you make contact with them? It's easy to make contact with them, uh, typically by email. In the case, for example, I'll, I'll use the example of the Boston Public Library. You know, I, I first contacted, I, you had to find who you were looking for first. And oh, yes. that took me to the uh, special books section, of, section the of the library, right? And that's kind of an inter- interesting place. Uh, it's kind of like a vault, <laughs> and uh, you can't uh, you can't take anything in, not even a pencil or a piece of paper or anything. They'll give you a pencil and paper, My God, but yes. they're concerned, I guess, about you. I don't know, defacing something sure, or sure. something like that. Sure. But there's a lot of interesting things. That's where I found letters that were written by Henry oh, yes. to his mother. My God, to have first-hand information like yeah, that. Yeah, and letters are like the gold standard for historical nonfiction. I mean, there's nothing better to give you an idea about the individual person. And that's central when you're developing a book is to make those characters come to life for the reader. Now, how did you, did you, were you able to take a, f- a couple of pictures of what you saw at, at the libraries? You were able to take, like, from those uh, letters, I was able to get photocopies. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, and, uh, and then you took notes, you, like handwritten notes you had to... Yep, handwritten notes, anything and everything. I mean, so if I'm you... just wondering how you recorded some of the, because it must be voluminous information, and how do you take it with you beside having it in your memory. It's not so bad how you take it with you. It's more how do you find it. Oh, because yeah. the, 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 the method, I mean, everything isn't like, you know, a, a nice, simple little, uh, you know, card system like you find in a library with, you know, you look up a subject or an individual or something like that. Yeah. You really have to dig a lot. Wow, and yeah. it's just a question of you so know, a, t- a typical rec- day, for instance, you uh, would go to the Boston Public Library, and you'd have a little notebook, maybe or something, but you couldn't couldn't take it take in take it in there, right? So they'll give you a piece of paper, paper, and you would go in. You know the person you want to look up. Yep. And you'd find they would help you find where that person was, or. You'd yeah, look. but you, you need to know more than just the person's name. You need to, you know, date of birth, date of death. Uh, in, in the case of Henry, the fact that he was in the 20th Massachusetts Regiment, yes, yeah. that was helpful because they have a lot of stuff. So um, someone was there to assist yes, you. Yes, yes. Okay. There's a couple of people that are in there. Okay. Uh, uh, you know, when you when you find something that you want them to bring to you, and that's what they do. It's not like you can go and get it. Okay. You have to fill out a slip of paper okay. with the pertinent information. Yes, you hand yes. it to a person. They oh, okay. go off, and then they come back, and you know, lo and behold, you know, here's the the diary or the. You know the the letters or what have you that. Uh, so once you, you find for. something, you could then have it photocopied. You can have it photocopied, right? Or in in you know if it's if it's something that you can just jot down, you know, all of the relevant information, information. that you want to know. Yeah. That works too. Um, of course, anything that you use has to be you know documented in the book. Oh yes, um, where you got to, it. To give like the that. proper. Uh, Citation. Citation, yes.
that's very, very good. So once you got some of this, so you went to the, those libraries, you went to the historical societies, uh, you probably called and sent letters to different relatives that you had. Actually, yes, I did. I, I, I made phone calls. When, when I started looking at the ancestry of these people, I found descendants that were still living in the United States. Mm. And that was an interesting uh, experience by itself. In one case, unfortunately, the, uh, the fellow had passed away just recently, and I got his wife on the phone. Oh, yes. And, you know, I felt like a real bozo, but, you know, because her husband had just died, and yes. here I am asking for, you know, a favor. Information. But uh, she was very nice and everything, and she, she handed it off to her son. He sent me a bunch of information about the, 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 uh, the vicar. Father Frank. Uh, I bet that they were happy that uh, some of their fathers and husbands' work was going to be carried on somewhere or, or shown, shown somewhere else beside just lost in his library. You know, the, so. the, it, was, it was a mixed reception, to, <laughs> to be sure, uh, because um, they knew that I was from Massachusetts, yes. and uh, there's, there's a prevailing thought among many folks about Civil War books that if you're from the South and the person's writing a book from the North, that they don't want to read it. <laughs> so uh, where, where Father Frank was um, a supporter of the Confederacy, and I definitely got the feeling that, you know, they were former unreconstructed Confederates themselves. <laughs> One guy was from California, another guy was from Maryland. Yes. Um, they were both relatives. The reception from the guy from, from Maryland was, was definitely very cool. Interesting. Uh, yes. Maryland was a border state. Yeah. Maryland had slaves that yeah. hadn't been abolished yet, like the rest of the North. So yes. yeah. uh, I think that. Uh, that there was a little bit of an attitude about that, as well as, like, who is this guy that's calling me out of the blue about somebody that, you know, died a couple hundred years ago that was my relative? And I said to him, I said, well, you know, we're probably all, you know, distant cousins of one another because we're from sure. the same extended family yeah. tree. But uh, his response to me was, uh, he says, yeah, I suppose we are all relatives. <laughs> Well, ease the tension a little bit. He wasn't impressed. <laughs> well, that was great. That so you you started to gather a lot of this information through different sources, and uh, so you you had some through the libraries, through the societies, through the people that you met and called, and so now you what next? Did you uh, start to put pieces together and? Uh, did you have a plan on what you wanted to do with all this information? Well, the, the amount of research that I had to do was quite a bit. Of course. <laughs> uh, and it took a lot to organize that information. I know that uh, when, I'm, when I'm writing, a lot of times that the, the, the beginning of, of a book or a project, we'll call it, putting all of that information together, it's sort of like similar to when I when I was working for a living. I was a software engineer, and a oh, lot yes. of a lot of projects start off by like a storyboard. Sure, sure. And sure. and you end up with you know back in those days we used post-it notes. <laughs> okay, yeah. now we can use something electronic. 
But uh, basically what I'm talking about is uh, putting together a bunch of ideas. They may not all together flow together immediately, and they typically don't, because as you get an idea, you're going to jot it down in this, in this file that has all of these things that you want to construct into a book. Well, eventually uh, and, you find connections. I yes, guess, yeah. exactly. And it's sort of like, you know, well, this goes up here and that goes down there. Yeah. And um, usually from that, um, uh, I write the first draft of it, and or I try to, yes. okay? And that will s- typically uh, reveal any, especially, again, with historical nonfiction, uh, that, that indicates that, well, I have to go back and do more research in this area. Before you wrote the draft, did you have an outline of what you wanted to say? Yeah, of? that's that's kind of what I meant by that's by right. this draft. storyboard. It, oh, was, oh, yes. it was sort of like a a, a, a file full of ideas. And okay, say, and then you take when you get all of the, when you think you have all the ideas that you want to write about. Yes. Then it's a question of putting them together, uh, and and in a logical you, sequence. Uh, yeah, yeah, sort of like a skeleton. Yes. Uh, and uh, from that comes the first draft. Wow, yes. Yeah. Well, that takes a lot of uh, organization, and like you said, uh, you got to put all these pieces of a puzzle together and try to make some sense out of it. So Yeah, the interest lies in that, for me, is, is that because it was ancestry-based, Yes. Um, I can't explain it to you, but there's, there's something about writing about something about ancestry, for me. Yes that was different from writing something else. It was not hard to be motivated to get up every day and write. Well, I, I think it's a, it's a personal connection. You feel like you're part of the family. I actually I feel emotional when I talk about these two individuals. Sure. Yes, I do. Sure, I, I bet, you know, because uh, you can, you're blood relatives. Exactly. So, you know, you're, you're attached there, yeah. Very nice, yeah. So uh, you started to write your drafts, and uh, you uh, edited them some more, you know, uh, trying to get all the words right, et cetera. You, hopefully you gave it out to different people to sort of read it for you. or you. I actually went to a professional editor. Oh, good. Uh, good. That was really the, made up the bulk of the expense of creating the book. Yes, and, yes. Um, after that... Uh, it was um, designing and having the cover made and all of the, the other nuts and bolts that go into uh, building a book, and I published it on CreateSpace. Now, how did you uh, get in touch with uh, the editor or the design person? Well, uh, I actually I went out on the Internet. Okay, yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, was, I didn't have anybody that could give me a reference recommendation uh yeah so um i went out and basically uh you know gathered some information about them looked up any referrals that kind of thing to try to make a decision different editors have different ways that they charge you most of the ones that i'm familiar with charge by the word okay uh, Colonel Navicker is, I think, 33,000 words. So. Wow, wow. <laughs> uh, so that was pricey. And, uh, but I wanted a, a, a good editor. On a previous book that I had written, 
Uh, I had a different editor, and I thought that she was fantastic, mm. okay? But when I approached her about doing historical nonfiction, yes. she wanted to beg off because she was more of, you know, uh, certainly other genres than that. Oh, good. Okay, so well, at least she was honest anyway, and yeah. she wanted you to find somebody who was going to be more worthwhile, you know, for you. So then the next thing is, beside doing the editing... Uh, where they helped you with uh, grammar and word and style and things Flow, like that. everything, yeah. Flow. Uh, then the next thing is you had the design, the design right. of yep. the cover. Uh, so did you pick out your own pictures, or did you uh, have an assortment to look at? Or I actually had come up with a design on my own. I didn't know how to implement it into a book cover, certainly not at the time. I knew exactly what I wanted it to look look like. Um, if you look at the book, all of this stuff, this, this is stock. Uh, I had them add that. Yes. And uh, the back is um, a reproduction of painting called, um, it, it's a painting of the battle between the CSS Alabama and the USS Kearsage, okay. which factors into the book. There's, there's, there's an influencing factor on in all of this as, as the when, uh, now the when you when you use uh, stock items like that yes do you have to get copyright per permission these particular stock items did not oh great however the painting of the uh, the battle between the Kearsage and the Alabama is a painting I'm trying to remember the fellow's name Ted uh, oh, I can't can't get it now but. Uh, uh, I, I had emailed the uh, the painter because yes. I had I had I had found a different painting, and I was going to use it, and I had to chase the the painter. It turned out that the uh, the painting was in a museum. Oh, okay. And but there was no uh, there was no information about copyright. Okay. Um, and uh, I was going round and round with the person at the museum. Uh, you know, I wanted to use it, sure. and she said that I couldn't find anything. Oh. So I begged off because I didn't want to uh, copyright infringement or sure. something like that. Sure. So I ended up finding this painting. However, in order to use it, I had to pay 200 English pounds. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> uh, the man's name was Ted Walker. Oh, okay, yes, yeah. yes. Um, at any rate, uh, I I ended up paying for it. I was delighted with it. It is it's exactly what I was looking for. How much is that in U.S. car currency? Oh, back but, then it was probably like mm, two forty, oh something God, like yeah, that yeah. in U.S. dollars. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, that was. That was another hit financially, but it was it was secondary to the editing cost, sure. and this was exactly what I wanted. So it's I bit very, the bullet. Very nice. And yeah. decided. I noticed that it's also in your Goodreads um, page too. Mm -hmm. That that painting of the of the ship, I believe, is either in Goodreads or it's in Amazon author page. Mm -hmm. One of those two places. Ted's was Ted was was real nice. We we struck struck up a an email yeah. relationship uh, across the pond, yeah, if it, as it were. Sure. And uh, I ended up sending him a, a free copy of the book when they, when uh, when, it when it was finished. Yeah. And he sent me a nice print 
of this painting along with another one oh, nice. uh, yeah. that sits in my living room right yeah. now. It's beautiful. Uh, isn't that great that yeah. you uh, bonded a friendship yeah, between the Yeah, he signed things. them and everything. There. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Maybe, maybe when he dies, they'll be worth a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> you hope. You hope. Well, that sounds great that you did. There was quite a, a scenario here between gathering the information, uh, making a draft, having an editor, then uh, ha designing your front and back cover, uh, meeting all these people that uh, helped you along the way. And also there's a cost. Uh, we never think about that in ter with writers is... It's not just uh, pennies, you know. Uh, you do have to pay for certain information that you get. And, uh, and eventually, though, you, you come up with a product that hopefully is uh, uh, worth uh, people looking at and uh, hopefully pr people will buy it, too. You know, that it's worth, it has a value to it. So it's, uh, it's nice that you put all this information effort into it and it turned out so well thank you tell me just a little bit more about the story itself it, it uh, it's a historical uh, accounting it uh, depicts some of your relatives but is it uh, is there a description of some of the battles in the, oh absolutely in the book yeah absolutely in fact uh, I cover every battle that Henry was in oh, okay I, I yeah. don't I don't digress from that because yes. that would be a digression from the sure. book. Yeah, uh, and it would be—you'd be, be hard-pressed to write a book with every single battle in the oh, Civil I, War. I bet, yeah. Uh, but uh, some so, of them were famous battles; some of them were not. Uh, so you would, as a reader, you'd not only learn about the family connections, but also you'd learn about some of the historical facts, too. The, uh, the some of the battles, the the places that uh, the people were at, et cetera. So it's... Uh, it's the, the, the thing that was really fascinating about Father Frank is that he, he, he operated, it was called Rebel's Roost. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, his, um, he had several safe houses, and as a result of that, uh, he, uh, he hid a lot of Confederate agents oh. uh, in, in London when they were operating. Yes. And yes. Uh, many of them are very famous. Oh, my uh, God. Certainly, certainly, I mean, uh, Jefferson Davis and his wife, Varinia, had uh, visited him there. Yes. Uh, and there's a whole host of people in the book that, that you find out about that went in and out of, uh, of uh, St. Peter's, which was I the name of the you church. there's all kinds of uh, spy... Um, uh, codes or whatever that they were able to pass from one person to the next that uh, yeah and secrets probably... secrets were found out all the time because yeah. <laughs> as, as much as there were confederate agents and a place to hide them uh, so the 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 union secret service was even larger oh yes. uh, yeah having established uh, ties with england since you know, the end of the American Revolution. Wow. I think that, that one of the other points to, to bring out about the book, besides the story of the two individuals, is uh, I don't think that our history books talk too much about the role that England played in the American Civil War. Everybody thinks of the American Civil War as something that was just indigenous to the United States. Yes. And even Ken Burns, when he did his PBS 
thing about the Civil War. There was only one little reference in it outside of the United States, and you really had to know the history to get it. To, uh, yes, it was it's kind of ignored, wow. and and the the uh, the the principal uh, purpose was of the the Confederate agents in London was the acquisition of warships because there was no Confederate Navy. Oh, yes, yes. So they had them built in England. Oh, my God. And I never thought about that. It, yes. Nobody does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's really a fascinating part of the story. Yes. How the Confederacy arranged for the acquisition of these warships, how they uh, entered into agreement with uh, English shipbuilders, and all at the same time, there were Union agents who were snooping around trying to, well, why are these ships being built here, you know, and yeah, who yeah. are they for, and yeah. that kind of thing. And they kind of knew, but you needed proof, <laughs> you know. That is an interesting fact. Boy, yes, I, I'm uh, just ha happy to even learn that today. That That's super. Now, if... Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to add to our discussion here before I ask you about where we get the book? Or no, I think that I don't, I don't think I have anything. Yeah, to add. we we covered uh, quite a lot of information here, and uh, I'm so happy to have the opportunity to talk with you. And uh, but if we were to, if someone <clears throat> would uh, buy your book and they wanted to get in touch with you, how could they do that? They could email me directly. I would not mind. Okay. Uh, and my would... my email. I, I have a new email. Oh great! <laughs> good, good, good. Uh, it's it's Kelso four seven seven two at Comcast.net. It's Kelso K E L S O. That's our cat. Okay. Kelso four seven seven two at Comcast.net. Okay, great. Four seven seven two. Yep. At Comcast.net. That's super. Now, that would be the email. Now, do you have a Facebook page also? I have a Facebook page. Um, if you went to, you know, uh, Edward Rayner, there's probably a link there okay. to, the, to that page. Uh, I also have a WordPress blog okay. um, called The Colonel and the Vicar. So if you, if you were to go to WordPress.com and... and uh, you know, look for my name. They give you the opportunity to browse around. And oh, everything. Okay. Um, that would get you there. Um, so but email is probably the best. Okay. <clears throat> the uh, the other thing is uh, we could buy it on Amazon.com. That's it, true. It's under your name, mm -hmm. Ed Rayner. And uh, does it come in different versions? Uh, yeah, you can you can buy it as a paper paperback, or you can buy it as an e-book, a oh, Kindle book. Yes, yes, very very good. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else here before we uh, come to a close here. Uh, but this has been an excellent uh, discussion with you. I'm so happy to have. Uh, uh, met you, uh, and then also uh, have you here at this uh, podcast broadcast. Um, I think uh, we have come to the close of the uh, the podcast. Um, if you any our listeners again, w this is Max Musings, and you can get us on wctv.org uh, slash podcast and. Uh, we're so, so happy to uh, have Ed here and uh, had the opportunity to talk to him today. 
Well, thanks for having me, Mark. Oh, I'm glad that uh, you enjoyed it. <laughs> and uh, you're always interesting to talk to anyway, so I mean, even off the air, uh, you always have uh, tidbits of information that is uh, very uh, inter interesting. So thanks again. Thank you. Okay. That uh, brings us to the end, and we'll see you later. Well, that's it for this episode. Come back next month to WCTV.org and Mox Musings. In the meantime, send me an email at mail at mockryanbooks.com. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.